0: What have you done with the knowledge that you gleaned from the last time we were together?
1: Not a fat lot yet. Right. I feel like I'm still too far into the weeds of the thing that I'm doing at the moment, which is a a massive undertaking um, and is is a, a job that's usually done by two or three people and um, it's taking me a long time and and I don't yet know when it's going to be finished, but I'm going to try and get it finished by the 9th of December for reasons Um, and so because very much in that um, it's kind of hard to think more strategically or more because I'm thinking strategically but more no I'm thinking tactically it'd be nice to be able to think more strategically got you (laughs) Yeah, it'd be nice to be able to take more of a macro view. Um, yeah, 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 John.
0: Uh, what about yourself? Um, so I'm not actually anything from it, but I was quite taken with the talk that we heard about endings. Yes. And I have, uh, I've bought the book ends. Ah. Ends. Mm-hmm. And I am get, getting through that. I think there's a, there's a lot to unpack in this idea of the fact that we, We aren't designing products and services in a way that is uh, adequately thoughtful about what happens when a product or service finishes. Um, and I think there's a lot I can learn uh, about that for various aspects of my life and the things that I'm doing. Okay. So that's, uh, so that's quite, quite exciting. I mean, you know, for, for example, one thing we should probably think about at some point is what happens when Beware of the Leopard
1: ends. Yes, that's almost, um, it, weirdly, uh, Leopard is perhaps unique in my podcast canon, um, as being one that I know has always had a definite ending. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like the better call soul of your, uh, of your, of your work. Yeah. We know where like, it's going. I, I, I knew, I, I also knew from a very early stage what the, ending would look like in terms of what happens after the last episode that the last episode would not necessarily be the last episode um because what we will have ended up with is a very large um back catalogue of indexed categorized bits that can be chopped up and put into different orders okay. um so you know here's all of the things where we talked about alcohol here's an episode that's all about sport here's an episode that's all about philosophy and it's taking all of the different bits and just nice. repackaging them And 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 that wouldn't exist for for you know in, in perpetuity but would be a way of Perhaps keeping the feed alive, should it be, you know, you know, should we be in a position where we, we think, oh, we'll do a reunion episode where we all get together again, you know, in person. And so we want to keep the feed alive. Try and finish the text adventure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, uh, and, and so, you know, that, that was always, that's why I built the little database the way I did originally was to have a thing that was tagged and indexed mm-hmm. so that everything that we talked about, there was a reference for it. And I could easily go back and, um, and find the content that, um, Discuss- wow. So
0: there you go. You've, you've designed the ending already.
1: Yeah. But, but it's, it's, it's very unlike me to think in those terms. Um, most of the podcasts I do, they, they, yeah, they, they're always meant to exist forever, but you know, never do. But
0: we, 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 so we spoke about this from the point of view of podium, um, on that, de- on the day, didn't we? We were in the, in, in the bar afterwards where the real magic happens at every conference. That's right. Um, we, we, we talked about, we talked about this with podium. And actually, if you think about, the life cycle of somebody who, who goes onto podium they are their their shows will end but chances are they won't mm. <laughs> yes um <laughs> you killed them dead man um, <laughs> no chance, chance, chances are that that the, the the podcast that they're doing is going to naturally end in some way whether that be that they're Co-hosts wander off and it doesn't happen again and you, you miss a couple of weeks and then suddenly you're on the slippery slope. Isn't that right, Mark? Pod fading, Nicola? Um, yeah. So, um, pod fading out doesn't necessarily mean that, that that person isn't going to be a podium customer again.
1: Yes. And it was something that I had not really thought about in as much as I have been thinking about the journey, uh, that a, a user makes when, when they, or, you know, a, a user, when they stop being a customer and then become, um, you know, just just someone else um and uh, sort of not really taking great care of that journey um and not really seeking to find out why that journey has ended so uh you know not being particularly um brusque or whatever with them but certainly saying all right well you're leaving well fine um t- you know tell us where you want to if you want to redirect your podcast elsewhere uh let us know we'll get- put the address in we'll make sure the redirect happens um tick this button th- to let us know that you understand that your shit is going to get deleted um mm-hmm. because you've, you've said you don't want to host it anymore um and and that's fine but you know make sure you move to elsewhere and that kind of stuff um and and then and then you know thanks very much for doing that and then i think it just kind of redirects you back to the home page but what would you know, l- l- looking at that very well-designed or mostly very well-designed um, presentation and v- very well thought out um, about endings really did make me think, and, and your your point to that being that the end of their podcast is not necessarily the end of the customer relationship mm. um, is really interesting. And even if it is the end of the cu- customer relationship, that doesn't mean that it's the end for good. No. It might be the end for now. Um, and so being able to, in, in the same way that, uh, was it spotify i think w- one of the examples that he gives um is that spotify if you when you cancel your subscription they send you a spotify playlist of um songs that are all sort of you know please don't go if you leave me now <laughs> i can't live living without you that kind of stuff which is really cute and nice um it's nice and and so yeah it gives me you know thought i mean one of the things that i absolutely should do is some kind of exit questionnaire even if it's just one one question of you know why are you leaving us and i know no, probably probably between one between one and fuck you percent of people are going to fill that in mm-hmm. um because i know sometimes you know unless i i really have liked a service and want to let them know that i'm leaving for different reasons often i, I just want to you know get out um but being a, you know asking that question is probably very important um and then also giving something back some kind of charm something or you know one one of the key things that uh, i'm aware of i'm talking a lot as well but one of the key things that um has been discussed since the pricing model of Podient changed last year is offering some kind of reduced hosting cost for a um for want of a better term a a, well a A legacy archived podcast yeah a legacy podcast yeah i was going to say something like dead podcast but no a legacy podcast or an archived show um and being able to still keep the files hosted, but not necessarily have access to the CMS, um, unless you, you know, maybe want to bring it back, and, and that that being a way to maybe even save some money in between seasons or whatever. I think that's
0: a really good idea, and I think you need to do that. Mm. If if the money works, if the money works out, that you can kind of say that's free, but have some sort of backstop state where you can kind of go, yeah, you can restart from here by switching on the CMS, but also crucially, those people are remaining as creators that you have a relationship with and they know that they can um add new podcasts to it afterwards that's so important i think yeah to what you're going to do because you're not you're not the hosting company of this podcast you're their partner in podcasting that's that's really that's a really good idea
1: that's certainly something i i would like to be more um you know it's it's feel like it's a a, perhaps more of a a collaboration and there's lots and lots of things that i want to do to try and give more of a sense of that but no absolutely uh and it's it's something that i that has been a serious consideration um in in that sense of like some things people suggest and you say hey we'll look into that and you know you never will um because you know it's not right for for the product or 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 whatever that's always one of the things that i've been like it's back but it's absolutely a a, a very good thing to be able to offer um and and it's only occurring to me now that being able to do that in between seasons is perhaps a nice thing you know i mean so
0: i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna boldly uh, pitch you some homework right right off the bat really um i think you should get this book and read it as well okay. it's called ends
1: yes it is it's in the show notes. it's
0: but oh well there
1: you go is it joe mccloyd uh it is uh joe joe well done on the pronunciation <laughs> okay because you, you delivered it with confidence and it sounded like that's probably how that that combination of letters is pronounced excellent <laughs> i enjoyed it
0: go gallic pronunciations Well, celtic 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 yeah. sure yeah gallic is the other one isn't it which one's which
1: uh uh gaelic uh would be yeah is is um scottish if i think scottish if you pronounce it gaelic um and irish if you pronounce it gaelic
0: that' one of those yeah it's hard it's hard with the max isn't it if, if it's got an a in it does that mean it's more likely to be irish oh i don't know um can i get this on my kindle for what? what the definition of McCloyd and and
1: no sorry I, i'm being unhelpful um i i uh i want to get the book um oh uh yeah yeah you can you can He's,
0: he talks a good talk about offboarding processes and design. Not a great onboarding process to make me go to some website and download an EPUB and then have to load up Calibre or whatever it is called and then turn that into an AWS and, uh, I think it's save about 50p.
1: That, that whole sort of uh, concept of the, of the time is money thing, you know, that this, this thing of, um, it's not worth the 50p because it would take you longer um the one of the best illustrations i ever heard of that and i don't know if i've mentioned this to you before is um it's years ago in one of my old companies that I used to work for um we'd lost a thing um okay. or we didn't know where a thing was and it was it was like a thing that connects one thing to another thing some sort of dongle or whatever okay and is it a
0: literal dongle now because i i i'm i uh, this sounds like it's a metaphor dongle i don't
1: know no 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 we literally don't use a okay. device for something yeah, yeah um and i i, I really cottoned onto this this i thought this was really interesting that the boss basically said stop looking for it i'll go and get another one right because our time is billable and it's cheaper if i just go to maplin's and buy this thing for 20 quid yeah because, you know, uh, our instinct, especially for some of us, especially those who, who you know, like to think of themselves as having come up working class, is to not waste things. Yeah, yeah. Is that you absolutely want to find the thing because it's a waste of money to go and rebuy it. Yeah. But in this world of your time is is billable, you, you know, your, your time is money, blah, blah, blah. It makes absolutely more sense to just go and buy the thing because you could waste, um, 60 pounds of billable time yeah. looking for the thing but you could save half that time by just rebuying the thing and um i think that get that can that gets overused and i i think um more and more businesses are, are preying on that idea that we're very important and our time is very important um that's actually uh i don't want to compromise some opsec here but that's i had some family members who were sort of going into a specific business that involved, um, like, uh, handyman type stuff. And I said, you know, if you prey on the idea that these jobs are um, not important enough for these very important people to do, then you'll probably get a bunch of business.
0: That's 100% the right sales pitch. Correct. Yeah. I mean, it's,
1: it's one of those w- weird things that
0: you, you have to have a certain level of privilege to allow yourself to think like that. Yes. And once you have that privilege, but also more crucially, and uh, you, you sort of mentioned, you know, those of us who, who like to think we are or were working class, Certainly, mm. it, there's, there's having the privilege and then there's allowing yourself to recognize that you've got that privilege. Mm. And that's probably the thing that I struggled with the most, going, yeah, actually, do you know what? I, 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 I do have those means now. And it's not always comfortable to kind of admit those things to yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and for all those, for all that I do have certain things that are very much luxuries, which we've taken up because we're kind of like, yeah, fuck it. You know what? We want to use our time on other things. Um, I do do deaf things like since I moved house, which was the first week of September. And what are we now? The middle week of October. So six weeks ago. Mm. During the house move, I lost my foam roller. Are you aware of the foam roller as an item and, and, it, and, and its myriad of uses? I don't think so. It's it's a it's, it's a cylinder made of uh, quite a dense foam, yep. which can basically support um, most adult humans' weights. Right, and uh, they come in various thicknesses, and you use them to perform. Uh, this sounds, this sounds unnecessarily kinky. (laughs) Self-massage.
1: Nothing,
0: nothing rude about it, mate. It's all medical. Um, you, you do it for a bit of kind of like (laughs) purely for medicinal purpose treatment in between physio appointments, essentially. Yes. So some people use it to kind of help them stretch their legs, particularly like the back of their legs after running and cycling. And I've got one that's quite a thick one that I lie on. So I, I will kind of position it in the small of my back. And I'll balance myself on my heels mm. and then I will roll it up and down. So I'll roll my body backwards and forwards and it will go all the way up my spine mm-hmm. into my shoulders and it will help me to um stretch out and click things into place and realign my back and my shoulders. Um I'm in excruciating amounts of back pain at the moment and my foam roller could release it. And normally it will release it for about 30, 40 minutes and then I'll have to go back on it again. Can't find my foam roller, mate. Don't know where it is. Oh. Somewhere in the house. When I moved house, it got packed into something. I don't know where it is. No idea where it is. That sucks the big A- juice. And that? I keep thinking I'm going to find it. And it's been six weeks.
1: And my back hurts. And I could have spent 12 quid six weeks ago. Yes. 12 quid, Mark. For the sake of 12 quid. <laughs> for your own Health it's not just because there's 12 quid to make yourself a little bit happier that's that's ordering something on prime now when you could just go down the shop and get it yeah 12 uh 12 pounds to stop you being in pain yeah um i think it's 12 pound very well spent i'm an absolute jackass if that's what i thought ibuprofen cost i would i would spend 12 pound on ibuprofen trouble is is it's
0: such a big physical lump of thick yeah yeah. it's it's wider than my shoulders Mm. and it's thicker than my leg Mm.
1: yeah yeah i've just i've been looking at them on uh on
0: google it's a it's a a big ass thing and then i'm going to find it and i'm going to have two of these things in the house and i can't deal with having two of them no (laughs) i'm convinced that at some point i'm going to find it oh i'll probably find it in seven years or something
1: no you'll find it as soon as as soon as the new one arrives i don't know
0: i don't know man. i need, need to sort it out i need to sort a standing up desk as well
1: so um you had one at the at the old house um and uh is this was it was it not a a real standing up desk that you could then port to the new place or was it sort of a i hate the word ersatz but was it a, like an ersatz standing up desk or was it a real one
0: it was very much in the uh zone between those two positions i would say okay so um my my back has got worse the past 2 weeks because i've got uh, a lovely external really nice external monitor for my desk now But the standing up desk solution I used, which was temporary and did need to be replaced because it was starting to get a bit rickety, um, doesn't really work with having an external monitor because you can't you can't sustain the weight of it. So what I had was something called DeskMate. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're in a show notes kind of mood, if you go, I think it's DeskMate.cc. It's quite a cool product. Essentially, it's a very robust piece of cardboard with a little bit of graphic design on it. Um and it comes in a storage box and it's all very nice and it's and it's quite
1: cheap. It's not deskmate.cc, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> no, not if deskmate is spelt normally, but
0: deskmate.com deskmate something. I'm sure it is. So it's one of those it's one of no. those modern internet ones that they have on the internet. .co. co You 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 implied that deskmate.cc was something filthy the way you chuckled.
1: No, it's just Japanese and and manga. Um, so it might be filthy, but it was it was some kind of magic. Could
0: be, but you know, it's a different culture, so it's not really filthy. You're just bringing your clothes. It's not Western really funny to say what is filthy. No, you're absolutely right. So Deathmate uh, is this kind of fold-out uh, piece of cardboard that sits on a desk. Mm-hmm. And with your laptop, you put your laptop on, it, it essentially creates two steps. Put your laptop on the top and you put your keyboard and your trackpad or mouse on the second one. And do ba do ba do that was how I did standing up desk.
1: Disappointingly, they, they, um, have a piece of marketing which asks you for a, uh, your email address so they can send you a newsletter and it asks you to join the revolution.
0: Yes. So, yes. Yes. I remember being asked to join the revolution for 15% off,
1: but I think that is, uh, that's a good idea. It is. It's a, it's, it's a good product, but it won't, it won't take the weight of my external monitor. No. Or it, it probably will, but I don't, I don't you trust it, it. It's not worth it. No. And it, it just because it, takes the weight now does not mean it will take extended weight over a period of time. Yeah, because the the
0: the keyboard shelf has a bit of a dip in it now where I've been like smashing smashing
1: my big meat palms on the yes. keyboard and the trackpad. So John, yeah. I think I think I'm ready for a new desk mate. No I I think I'm ready for a new desk, comma, mate. Uh, I've had the same desk for ten years now. Ooh. Um and It's an Ikea one and it's in two parts and it's a corner desk and it's starting to come apart as in the two, the, the bits of, the bit of joinery between the two desks is starting to come apart. And also I'm kind of aware that it's really deep and I don't think I need that. I think I could get like (laughs) about a third of my office back. Well, a lot of, a lot of desks were made for the CRT era.
0: Yeah, true. Um, very my de- my desk that I've got downstairs is the perfect size for my room and it's not overly big, but it's so it is pretty roomy. Mm-hmm. Um, because like my monitor is flat and it goes right up against the wall and it only sticks out a couple of inches, and then I only need the length of my arm, my forearm, mm-hmm. of space. So yeah, so that's fine. But um, standing up wise, yeah, so that's not working. So um, no. talking about Erzatz solutions <laughs> again, again, this is one of those things where I've got. I can afford to buy a standing up desk from IKEA, but I'm I'm keep going into my garage and looking at things and going, well, those two things are about the right height that I need to r- raise the level of my desk to a level where I could build a platform where I could put my keyboard, and then I just get a bit of wood, and that that would be a thing. It would look garbage, wouldn't it?
1: Uh how good are your woodworking skills?
0: Um, well, to be clear, what I'm talking about is getting to two things that are the same
1: oh so it's, it's a question of how good are your balancing skills putting them on a desk
0: and then putting a piece of wood on top mark <laughs> that'll look shit
1: yeah i i i think that'll make you sad um because you this is a thing that you will look at every day um mm. i don't work at my desk every day now because i have a space um and I, I mean i'm now at the point where the novelty of working from home is like it's completely lost on me um but if it's if it's a place where you're spending four out of five of your days um it it ought to be and and you also part of the sort of either working for yourself or working remotely part of the the deal is that you get to have a space that you like like that is part of the deal you you trade in um you know the for freelancers the the lack of um consistency or the lack of knowing exactly where the the next client is going to come from blah, blah blah you trade some of those things in and and in in return you get to make nice decisions about your workspace and about your working hours yeah. and, and such um and so i think that's absolutely part of the bargain that you get to sit somewhere that makes you happy when you're um earning a crust exactly so
0: so i only, i do need to do this properly so
1: and that is privilege. Like that is that is absolute privilege. But you know we, we are in that position, so let's just own it. Yeah. Let's recognise that, that that's the position that we're coming so, from. To
0: steer um, into it. Yeah. I mean, at least I haven't bought a sort of four hundred dollar laptop bag. <laughs> I'm not coming from that position. Uh, after I saw you, I did buy my new laptop bag. Yeah,
1: you did on the day, as it were. <laughs> it yeah. was far
0: from four hundred dollars, so that's that's fine.
1: You've still got your your feet on the ground, mate. Yeah, I'm one
0: of the I'm one of the people. Yeah, you are. So. I think I'm gonna, I, I think my homework needs to be to sort my desking situation. Yeah. Cause my office is getting there. I, I hung, I hung my prints up. I, um, I've, oh, I've got, a, I've bought a lovely you know you're talking about like having some nice things about mm. i've got i've got a little lego set on my windowsill that i've built mm-hmm. i've got um i've got a really nice uh desk tidy it's i saw it in the guggenheim museum in bilbao get the fuck out get the fuck out and it was it was kind of a very expensive expensive piece of chintz but i was like oh, i really like the thing oh, it was really nice and i left and i thought oh, i wish i'd bought the thing Mm -hmm. why didn't Mm -hmm. i buy the thing and i was kicking stones down the street and proper charlie brown (laughs) Um, (laughs) and uh then i found out you can you can buy that thing on 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 amazon and it's about 10 pound cheaper than if you buy it in the guggenheim in bilbao (laughs) um so i bought it and what it is is it is a big pen lid but bigger. Oh, a big Bic pen lid. That is a pen pot. A big Bic pen pen pot. Yeah. And if I needed a sticky tape dispenser, I would buy it from the same people who did the big Bic pen pen pot. Cause they're whole that. They've got this whole thing about making quirky, amusing stationary bits. And they've got one that's um, a C90 cassette. That's a tape dispenser.
1: Uh-huh.
0: It's very pretty. So, you know, I've got that. I need to, I need to finish it off. I need to get the desk. I need to get the desk sorted. Yes. Homework accepted. Good.
1: I I I I really like this kind of stuff.
0: What, I What silly stationery?
1: No, um like the the sort of furnishing of of your for of you know either your nest or your space or whatever. Um I I like I'm starting to to develop a style. Um so back in the day I I would opt for usually suggestions that other people made because i, I like I, I didn't really have that many ideas of my own in terms of how i wanted to decorate my space yeah. you know my, my home or whatever um and as i've got older I've, I've i'm starting to have more firm ideas and i went shopping last week and to a couple of places i'd never heard of that i was told to go to and taken to um and started just looking at stuff and going that i like that, that the, i have opinions i i had god i had to have an opinion on curtain poles. Ooh. I was in an aisle of curtain poles. Right. A whole aisle. And I had to choose the curtain poles that spoke to me. Josh. Right. And do you know what? You found them. I did. <laughs> and I chose really fucking well. <laughs> I chose really excellent curtain poles. <laughs> but that is a... Ch- I had to make a choice about how... F- um how flowery i wanted to the ends of the curtain poles to be and uh, what, what did, did i like this particular bell shape of the of the end of the curtain pole i'm 35 i've never had an opinion on curtain poles and suddenly i'm asked to have an opinion on curtain poles and i did and i, I it was the right one. <laughs> um and i i i chose artwork and i saw a a, 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 a canvas um a piece of artwork and I was like I don't know what that is but I really like it it's a fox but for some reason it's got country names on it so it looks like a map but it's got names of countries on it I don't know what that means um but I I saw it and I went I know exactly where that goes and and I want it and um I'm I'm going to have it and and I, yeah I I I really enjoy this stuff I do it in bouts I don't know, I don't know what you're like um probably more like this now obviously as you moved into a new a new place but like going through those phases of sort of bursts of energy in terms of Actually, I think, like, part of it for me is whenever I can get someone with a car that, that can right. take me around to, to the places, whereas, you know, um, but yeah, like, th- those those sort of bursts of, right, we're going to do this room or focus on this thing. And I I love all of the energy around it. And, um, yeah, and actually, like, having an opinion on all that kind, kind of stuff is, um, it's
0: nice. It is nice. It's, it's very grown up. So I've just, um, I've just got, uh, Islands in the stream stuck in my head now, but it's Isles of Curtain Poles.
1: Isles of Curtain Poles. How can you be wrong, Mark? That is what we are. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do something to me that I can't explain. So we, um,
0: <clears throat> we, we had a, a thing on Runapod in episode five, which I, I, <laughs> very very randomly the other day i was kind of busking through the 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 clothes that we have i was like oh yeah you go you go to the website there's old episodes of the shows why don't you listen to an old one why don't you listen to episode five everyone listen to episode five that's everyone's homework okay goodbye (laughs) and then nick and i actually did listen back to episode five and it was the perfect episode to tell someone to listen to because (laughs) there were so many things that that had never happened before we did we had our first ever intro <laughs> we had uh, it was the first time we'd ever recorded in the same room, and oh uh, yeah, so, so many of our recurring gags that people seem to like mm. started in that episode. It was amazing. Oh, good! Yeah. It's your origin story. Yeah, it was. It was the first four episodes were just you know, like the first season of um. Parks.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just, don't, don't, the office is the same. Yeah. Just, you, you can, you can skip it. In fact, actually, yeah, I'd, I'd say both of those, uh, are, are actively best to be avoided. Are you talking about the US office or? Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. I was going to uh, say,
0: um... cause if you skip the first season of the office, there wouldn't be any. <laughs>
1: You've only got six episodes left <laughs> and, an, um, and, a, and a special. And a, yeah, no, yeah. Um, the, yeah. Cause, cause Parks and Rec, I remember, um, like, obviously they must have decided after the pilot that the the character didn't work because she was at the beginning she was basically a buffoon she was almost like a sarah palin character she wasn't good at her job at all like in that first episode and they must have realized maybe it tested differently or whatever in the same way that jesse in breaking bad was never meant to be in the show he was meant to just be the the thing that gets you to the thing he yeah meant to be the thing but in in testing or or whatever once the pilot aired they were like yeah we we, we like jesse we want more of him i think there must have been a, a consensus that this character of leslie nope would work better if she was actually good at her job yeah um and likable and and that was the thing she she wasn't particularly likable in that in that first or those first couple of episodes yeah
0: i think you're right actually she wasn't as good was she
1: no she she the thing i remember is she was filibustering her own meeting in in the her own like town hall in the in the first episode i think it was and and this was at a stage where palin was when i was watching it um i think palin was either this is maybe oh nine oh ten um so she might have been gearing up for, no, it was maybe 10 or 11 actually. So she may have been gearing up for running again with McCain or whatever, whatever it was. But like there were, there were illusions there that felt stronger than, than was comfortable. And I stuck with it because Danny told me that Parks and Rec was a show that everybody was talking about now. He literally said like, that's the show everyone's referencing now.
0: Yeah, if you want to do bits, you need to. <laughs>
1: yeah. 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 Exactly. And like, and that was the way he was looking at it in, in that, in that sort of cold, hard way of, you know, if you, if you want to, remain um conversant with the culture this is the thing you need to consume now right. whereas i watched it and then actually just happened to have enjoyed it <laughs> um but i stuck i stuck with it after those first six episodes and i'm so glad that i did cuz i don't know if you saw my thread yesterday about Ron Swanson um but i um i've been rewatching them and i'm i'm nearly finished again um and i i think it's one of the best sitcoms um not the funniest but the the heart in that show and the relationships are incredible it's wonderful and more and more i've i've really come to think that ron swanson is i think he's a better more interesting character that was than the one that was written um i think as much as we we like the jokes and the memes of give me all the bacon and eggs that you have there is this incredible depth of of character yeah in in that in that moustache um in that guy and agree i really really think it's interesting it's the it's the kind of shit that i if that had come out when i was at uni i would be you know being encouraged not to write an essay about (laughs) yeah no
0: strong agree and i actually i think when when there was a the, the 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 penultimate season i remember feeling disappointed that there was another season Uh
1: completely because
0: I thought the last episode of the penultimate season gave everyone a really good send off yes
1: it's uh, and yeah. it was
0: really well it was wonderful because they did that kind of going to the future blah 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 I was like oh this is bullshit why are we going to come back and you know mm-hmm. the thing we were talking about the other day about being human mm. where it's like oh but shit we've kind of put everyone in, in this place but now we need to create some tension and send everyone off again yeah, what they did in the final season was just phenomenal, and everyone got an even better send off the second time they gave them a send off, <laughs> including the the whole fucking John Ralphio and his sister thing that was amazing. But what they did with what they did with Ron, which is the the, the point I was really going to say, like the mm-hmm. the Ron and Leslie thing, yes, the confidence that the writers had in the performer in the performers, the confidence that they had in those characters and their ability to write those characters, mm-hmm. is it's i don't th- i think it is unsurpassed mm-hmm. because essentially what you did was you managed they managed to get two people who love and respect each other thoroughly and totally dearly make them as adversaries mm-hmm. make it believable yes and get them to a resolution that didn't feel forced yeah and I was like like that is that is phenomenal writing yeah i because i was on everybody's side yes
1: <laughs> throughout everything yes and it was and it was true to everything you knew about the characters as well yeah absolutely it wasn't just well we need to create an adversarial situation so reasons yeah it, it yeah it makes absolute sense and you know the 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 uh, the, the unspoken reasons of um you, all my friends left me and i i looked up and, and well it wasn't unspoken he said it but like i looked up and i, I didn't recognize where i was anymore. Um, is maybe that's unbelievable for, for for season one ron um or you know or, or early season two ron but as you learn more about the character which you know is a nice way of saying as they write more about the character mm-hmm. and you flesh him out but like as, as you sort of effectively learn more about his personality um that absolutely feels like like something because you you know you realize that there is this heart this this incredible heart in in him um and april is is the same that that um you know her thing is she she always wants to deflect and always wants to say something funny slash mean um and, and there's this lovely bit um where she she thanks leslie for everything that she all the opportunities she's she's given her but she makes her turn in the opposite direction because she can't say anything nice to her face um and and it's Ah, oh, God, it is, it's wonderful. Um, yeah, it's... and you're completely right. The way that they ended, um, I nearly cried and I, I completely forgot that this happened when, um, Duke Silver comes on and plays the, uh, the, the sax solo in, um, in the little Sebastian song at the, uh, the, porny unity concert after saying that he didn't want anything to do with it that that being the arc through the series is that he's not going to play and and i'd completely forgotten that happens and, and he comes on and it's just the whole oh that whole ending is so perfect there were a lot of very good endings to that show mm. this podcast is produced by podiant to find out more visit